Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. I'm gonna watch this movie. Neil Jones. Shut the fuck up. 98. Hey yo, hey yo, regardless of rain or snow, sleet or hail, I kick street tails, choking niggas like I'm free well, golden state, holding your face in the palm of my hand, blow you away like it's part of the plan, I gotta call it like I see it, talking like I be it, walking my walk, thugged out, orthopedic, cause I'm soon to be up, give me room, watch me heat up, niggas try to stick me like I threw Louima, follow the leader, make me go extra hard, yo Norris, should I hold back or show the repertoire, quit at 16 or throw an extra ball, just for the non-believers, I show them why it's so hard to reach us, I get pussy with my father's speeches, puff heavily, see me at 6'1", weigh a buck 70, catch me in spots, y'all niggas never be, packed in, like Green Bay, Harlem week to Queen Day, performing acapella, no DJ, 98 live, no replay, make it seem easy, so tell a friend and tell a friend that it's them again, Noriega, wow. Champagne on the rocks, pouring the Fort Knox, Lazarus, shark salad with carrots, pork chops and applesauce, twin connection, disrespect and watch your body cave and pump the shoddy gauge and hit the shorty whitey potty trainer, I ain't playing, I'm truly the worst, to be the first to get his whole body fully reversed, Uzi your hurts, leave you double dead, I'm a bubble head, I never listen to nothing my mother said, and yo I hold niggas ransom for money like Johnny Handsome, the son of niggas so long, I think I got a grand so my passion is money, a stash and a honey that won't ask no questions, but it'll blast anybody, that's my kind of girl Kind of world I wanna live in, not a cell Or a prison or in hell, so I'm getting just a little ghetto Where my niggas control the middle and know the riddles of life For others no only get little Rich places, sick places See my story, 6,666 pages Wages, I wrote six aces And at the same dice game, I caught six cases All over big faces, now I tip laces Ready to dig faces, but the banging ain't a bit spacious Niggas building up their rib cages, cats like the rib places, bloody lip cases. The gym is a big racist, but I stand for the big places. But the world know your girl though, I fuck her off a furlough. Should be up, put me up, all your sales could be luck. Only question for these ducks is baby girl, could we fuck? You the type that need a wife. I thought L.U.X. told y'all to keep the light. Asshole, y'all don't play around, I lay it down. Fuck around, I spray around. Flick a biscuit, nigga risk it. My ass, yo, kiss it. Ain't no niggas in the world, you know, thorough than this. Bust off and sit the hot barrel dead on your lips like two thirds of a brick. Panero and kiss the crystal white fluffy parts that'll come back quick. See, the plan is to stash y'all, cash y'all. So we so strong, they gotta put it in glass jars. Niggas try to smoke me out, then smoke me out. The rims on my new joint be poking out. I'm about to have no feelings. Shit is deep. Do they dance with the devil when they sleep? I wake up gripping the air, wishing to hear shit that they kick in your ear when your soul drifts in the air. My gift is half rotten when I spit it to dead. I should have dropped down my eye. I'm tired to cry. And I ain't never seen a nigga that's too live to die. They say you get what you ask for. Get it cause you ask for it. A nigga ain't a thief then he better have the cash for it. And we gon' be around till your body rot. And if the feds brung us in, we get the same time God he got. Queen Stallion, by 
yo, what it do? What's happening? What's going on, y'all? So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Skybox. It's your boy Chills. Y'all know my co-host, my partner, my partner in crime, the other half of the CNC connection. The most electrified man in internet radio, DC people chef. We here, y'all. We just saying. We just here. We here. We here. Always, always. Let's let's, 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 let's get, it going. get it going. Yes, indeed. We gonna kick this thing off with a uh, with a quick three. And the first quick three story is a very sad one out of the world of MMA. Uh, Jordan Parsons a few days ago was struck by a Range Rover uh, as he was walking across the street in Florida. Um, and originally the story came out that he was um, that he he had uh, had his leg part right knee partially right leg partially amputated. But uh, since then it was uh, reported earlier this morning that he has passed away. Uh, the uh, man who fought for Bellator MMA was only 25 years of age. Uh, he had an 11-2 record as an MMA fighter, and he actually was a part of the Billions training group with uh, Anthony Rumble Johnson and Rashad Evans. Uh, Bellator MMA President Scott Coker said in a statement that, quote, it is with profound sadness that we announce the passing of a dear member of the Bellator family, Jordan Parsons. He would go on to say that Parsons was, an, was, quote, an exceptional athlete and a rising star in the sport, but more importantly, he was an exceptional young man. Uh, again, the uh, accident was a hit and run, which actually took place Sunday morning, and uh, they say that officials said that Parsons may have been wearing headphones and was unable to hear the car approaching, and the driver of the Range Rover has still yet to be found, but officials have vowed that they are going to prosecute this person to the fullest extent of the law. So, once again, uh, Bellator MMA fighter Jordan Parsons killed after a hit-and-run crash on Sunday. He passed away today at the age of 25. All right, number two. Rest in peace. Uh, yes, indeed, rest in peace. Number two, uh, Justin Tuck is planning on Friday to sign his uh, ceremonial one-day contract so he can retire with the New York Giants. Uh, Tuck announced his retirement. Uh, he announced his retirement earlier this year, but decided he's going to sign his one-day contract and retire with the team that he started with when he came into the league and played with a nine seasons out of his 11 seasons he has played in the NFL. Uh, Tuck won two Super Bowls with the Giants in 2007 and 2011, both against the New England Patriots. He spent his final two seasons in, of his career in Oakland. Uh, the ceremonial deal will bring his career full circle. He had 60 and a half sacks in nine seasons with the Giants, and his two, two years in Oakland were less Productive and a torn pectoral muscle contributed to his decision to retire back in February. So, 
Uh, Justin Tuck will sign that contract on Friday and officially retire. And who knows? He may. I think he might be a second ballot Hall of Famer, maybe. Maybe. Uh, we'll maybe. And uh, finally, uh, in wrestling news, uh, former Intercontinental Champion Ryback has been pulled from TV indefinitely due to a current contract dispute that he has going on with the with the world with World Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, the word backstage is that the WWE star was sent home on Monday with one store claiming that he asked to be pulled from TV. Uh, his co- the reasoning behind all of this is that his contract is expiring this summer and the two sides are at odds in the negotiation. Uh, as many people know, Ryback actually worked um, at the Payback pay-per-view pre-show um, against Callisto for the United States title and lost. And, um, again, it was done on Monday that he was pulled from TV and sent home. Um, and that's basically what we know. He did, uh, Ryback did release some sort of, did release a statement saying that he felt that everyone should be paid equally instead of the whole winners get paid more than the losers. Uh, he's getting a lot of flack for that, but that's his thought process on everything. He wants there to be something equal and Right now, it looks as if that he may never, we may never see him on TV again on WWE. He might end up somewhere else. Who knows? But, um, yeah, right back, no longer on TV. And that is your quick three for for this evening. I have a question for you, Chad. I have a question. What's up? What's up? What's up? Will right back be missed on TV? Nope. Moving on. Uh, pretty much. Um, but I, I actually want to talk about this a little bit, though. I mean, he feels as though that winners should make the same, losers should make the same amount as winners. That's like saying Calicio deserves to be paid what a main eventer would make. That's like that's like I don't know, uh, Santino asking for John Cena type money. I mean, I understand right. you supposed you know to you to know your worth and all that, but come on now, no. But you know what's crazy though is that uh, Val Venus was on uh, Val Venus ripped into Ryback on his Twitter, basically calling him financially incompetent uh, for the most part in a series of tweets that he put out. So yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, Ryback, I mean, you're right. You should know your worth, but at the same time, this kind of business, I mean, that's been that's always usually how it is that, you know, people who are in main event spots or who win a lot get paid more. And, I mean. But of course. They bring they bring the money. Yeah, but it is a predetermined, they are predetermined outcomes, but still, I mean, it is what it is. And if he's got exactly. an issue with it, then you know he can stay his ass at home and go do indie, do indie, do indie bookings and see what kind of money he gets out of that, and then watch him go to another major promotion after that. Money he's making now, it'll be very, very, very less than that on the indie circuit.
All right, let's let's move it on. Let's move it on. Uh, where do we start off? NHL playoffs. Yep. I was gonna start with we. I want to start with uh, payback since we got. We oh yeah, you know, we can do that. We can do I mean, you could have broke his neck and been paralyzed on the way down. 
I mean, it, his neck could have snapped. I mean, a lot of things could have happened due to that due to that hit. Like, oh man. But honestly, yeah, I think that I think that WWE know better not to um. They they pretty much keep him on the shelf due to Daniel Bryan um Daniel Bryan situation. Also, they they're not trying to take that risk like the NFL did a few years ago, which led to Doctor Bennett pretty much exposing the truth about CTE in concussion. <laughs> But that's a different story. But I'm glad he's okay now. Moving on with the rest of that card. That, uh, the rest of that card, yeah, card. The rest of the card. Um, KO, Kevin Owens, uh, defeated Sami Zayn in what was a was an awesome matchup. That was a great matchup. I, I actually got to watch it over again, that match. Yeah. And it was it was a fun watch, match to watch. Uh, I really enjoyed watching it. Um then after that, um, they had the Intercontinental title match between Cesaro and The Miz. Uh, a lot of shenanigans, a lot of funky stuff, and boom, there you go. Uh, Miz retains his championship. Uh, yay, hooray, whatever. Um, so <laughs> that that, hap- that happened. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, a great match that happened was um, Natalia and Charlotte for the Women's Championship. Uh, well, that was a great match, but then it got ruined by some straight shit duckery. Like, or, or, like, did we really go back to 1997 with this shit? Like, really? Did, did this really just happen? Did it really happen? We went back to 97, didn't we? Honestly, yeah, we did. I'm sorry, but I almost gave up on that show after that, like, Part of, part of my mind didn't even want to want to didn't even want to watch it no more. I mean, want to for real? I mean, this is the best that y'all can do right now. Y'all gonna make us relive the whole Montreal school job, the '97 Survivor Series? Then the fact that Bret Hart was in the building too. Come on now. So now we have a male and female version of the '97 Survivor Series. God, good job, y'all. Thank you, WWE. Crazy. Good job, writers. Crazy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then uh, then after the match, though, uh, Ric Flair and Charlotte both ended up in sharpshooters, which was, you know, fun. And it was good to see Bret Hart out there, you know, fresh off of, you know, beating uh, prostate cancer back in February and everything. It was good to see him out there. Uh, I mean, it's always great. Yeah, Dean Ambrose uh, and Chris Jericho went at it in a pretty good match. Uh, Dean Ambrose got the victory um, over over the Ayatollah, Y2J, the best in the world at what he does, things like that. Um, they finally announced, Vince McMahon came out, they had a segment where Vince McMahon came out and announced who was going to be mon- running uh, Monday Night Raw. And it was revealed that the person running Monday Night Raw is going to be both Shane and Stephanie McMahon. They're both going to be running Raw. Uh, so, essentially, that whole, you know, that whole 
match at, at, at WrestleMania with The Undertaker and Shane McMahon, absolute dick. Because now Shane's, you know, one half of the team, uh, one half of the, the management team for Raw. So, yeah. I can't say I can't say that it didn't mean I can't say that it that it didn't really mean shit because I mean that match was ratings. <laughs> so it meant something. <laughs> I mean the stipulation but of course we we all knew the uh stipulation wasn't gonna really mean much, but the overall impact of that match, I mean, it really helped make WrestleMania. But um uh we actually have a caller Eight zero five four. Welcome to the skybox. Um, everyone, uh, how you guys doing? You know, Champ Chills. This is Black POP here. Oh I, shit! Yeah, you, you know, you know I, I'm here to step in and drop a meteor on the conversation. Uh, first, first and foremost, guys, I really do appreciate everything that you guys do. I love the skybox. I don't get to call in enough. Um, certain shows, much like the draft show, I don't understand because I'm not that much of a sports guy. But I'm going to directly, I'm going to directly look chills in the face over the phone and ask him what's going to happen when the Redskins get that ass handed to them by Pittsburgh in Week One. Honestly, uh-uh. I'm not, I'm not scared. I'm not, I'm not scared of this. I'm not scared of this week one matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Here's why. First reason, the Pittsburgh Steelers of now, they don't have the steel curtain like they once did. That defense used to be fierce, used to be ferocious. It's not really that no more. I mean, don't get me wrong, the Steelers are a great team. But this is not the team that, this is not the same team that won two, uh, two Super Bowls in the past in what the what past ten years. I mean, this I'm looking at this like we actually have a shot in this game. I mean, I don't I don't have no head against the Steelers because I actually been to Pittsburgh before. It's a nice town. I actually like it. I enjoy myself. But I'm actually looking forward to this game. Uh, you, you know, you, you, you know, I I would disagree with you on that point because Pittsburgh is actually a shitty racist town. But um, my question again for both of you guys, it, it, it really is, it's a it's a horrific town. Um, but I, my 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 question, my thought question to that, I came with the hype and that was cool. That's funny. But I, my thought question is, um, how does that define the entire Redskins season if Kurt? And, and and Snyder and you know all the doubters out there come in with a win over the Pittsburgh Steelers in Week One. How does that define the season? Does that set the tone for the mission of the Redskins? Honestly, every win sets the tone for the mission. Every team has a mission. You're supposed to live each week, week by week. Play, take each game one one game at a time. So, I mean, but of course, a win over Pittsburgh will be a good way to start your season. However, each game means a lot. Each game can set the tone for your season. I mean, beating Pittsburgh will be a great start. 
But I mean, just because we beat Pittsburgh, that doesn't mean we're going to be a playoff team. <laughs> Not to sound doubtful, but I'm being realistic. I mean, we've beaten great. We've beaten plus 500 teams in the past and still finished below 500. Being a great team doesn't mean anything until the season is over. I will say this. I will say this. You know, winning a game against a quality team like the Steelers in the first, you know, first game out, you know, would set a pretty good tone. But who are smart would not rest their laurels on a victory such as that, given the schedule that we have. I mean, you got you're you're going to be facing. Not only the NFC North, but you're going to be facing the AFC North. You're going to also be facing the NFC champions, the Carolina Panthers, and you're going to be facing the team who the Carolina Panthers beat to get to that game, uh, Arizona. Uh, so, it, well, you're going to—it's—it's it's just not—it's just not—it's a murderous row. Um, so a win against Pittsburgh will only, you know, be just that, a win. Um, because anything can happen those other 15 games in the season, especially when you have games against teams like the Ravens, like Cincinnati, like Carolina, like Arizona. Of course, your own division twice, twice in a year uh, against Green Bay, who embarrassed you at home in the playoffs last year. Uh, or earlier this year uh, against uh, Minnesota, who's starting to re- to have a resurgence um, against Ch- the Chicago Bears, uh, who you know their defense is still pretty pretty stout, not not overwhelming, but pretty stout. So a win against Pittsburgh would be just that, just a w- it'll be a win, it'll be a nice win, but you know, I hope I would hope people would not rest their laurels on such a victory and think that the season's gonna be uh uh all great. You know what I'm saying? And um that's that's just my thought on it. Um my my, 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 my second question to both of you. Um and I asked this on her top. I this this is a great question. you have you have the Redskins, you have the Caps who honestly just literally choked to death on Saturday night. They did. I, I, I was working in my bar in DuPont Circle, and everyone was out there with their Caps gear and jerseys and hats and jackets on, and the, second, the, the nanosecond they lost against a Pittsburgh team, that's why I referenced the Steelers, the second they lost, the entire city shut down. Everybody went home. It was checked, fuck this, I'm going home. Um, D.C. United doesn't do well. The Wizards don't do well. Um, and, and, again, the same question from uh, the show I was just on earlier. Does D.C. have this issue where they can't take a loss? Is D.C. a losing town? I will say yes and no. And here's why. Uh, yes, because, I mean, you look at the history of the pro teams here, uh, the Redskins have made the playoffs a couple times in the last few years, but haven't really done much. I mean, they made the playoffs twice in the last 
five years. Four years. Four years. Four years. You're right. You're right. Two, 2012 and then 2015, they both they made the playoffs as division champions, but couldn't get out of the divi- the wild card round. Boom. There you go. Uh, before that, they were just perennial losers. The Washington Wizards. They started to have a resurgence, but then this year it all went downhill. That's why Randy Whitman's lost his job, um, and that's why they got a new coach, and hopefully things will change there. But, you know, before that they made the playoffs, you know, here and there. Uh, the Caps always seem to make the play, do well in the regular season. This year they were President's Cup champions. For people who don't know what that means, that means they had the absolute best record in all of it, of the NHL, better than any of the other 31 team, 30 odd teams in the NHL. They had the best record out of all of them. But right now they have a two they have a two one deficit to make up against the Pink, Pittsburgh Penguins, and right now that game is tied at two apiece, um, going into the third period. So they have to win this game in order to make sure that they can take this game to Game Five. And make not make it a super, a super must win. Uh, I say no because if you look at DC United in the beginning stages of MLS, DC United was owning the MLS. They won MLS Cups like it was going out of style. Uh, they haven't won much since then, but they were the ones that had that created the first dynasty in MLS. Uh, then um, then you go back to the yes, the Nats. And the Orioles, I mean, mostly the Nats, though. You know, they have up and down seasons. I mean, they were the Montreal Expos, for Christ's sake, and the Montreal Expos were always losers. They come to D.C., and they've been up and up and down, up and down, up and down. So my answer is yes and no. Honestly, the, team, the, franchise, the sports franchises in this city haven't really had the proper haven't had the proper people around them to build consistency. I mean, the Wizards. I mean, the Wizards and Caps. Well, before this season, been consistent playoff contenders, but I mean, that's about it. Honestly, as far as championships, uh, I think every franchise is far, very far, except for the DC United. <laughs> I think the I think the skins are, are trying to get there with Scott running the show. The Wizards. Uh, the Wizards are missing too many pieces. The reason why they had the downfall this season is the simple fact that one, injury. Two, you only have John Wall. No one on the Wizards team scares me offensively. Nationals, I, I still look at them as a brand new team because I mean, yes, they was in Montreal, but they're still brand new to DC. <laughs> they haven't been here long enough to really, for me to really judge them. Um, and and, and my, my last moment, and I, you know, I'm sorry to interrupt, guys. Um, my my last um thing that I, I want to talk about that happened over the weekend when. You know the Caps, you know, had their bad night. Um, there was an, an old Caucasian gentleman 
this guy was Caps style. He had a Caps jersey, a Caps jacket, and a Caps hat on. And he took his hat off and threw it on the bar. And he said, D.C. does it again. I said, what do you mean? He said, the district fucking choked. I, of course, I burst out laughing. But, but I saw the frustration. I saw the frustration and the difficulty, you know, in the eyes of your casual D.C. sports fan. And I, I don't know how long, you know, that, 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 that can sustain. Um, I, you know, you have people uh, clinging to the Cleveland Browns because of RG3. You have people, you know, in D.C. who are suddenly Cowboys fans. They've never, ever, 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 ever in their goddamn life been to Dallas. Um, you, ha- you have people who are turning on the D.C. sports base. And for me, personally, financially, I think that's an issue. Um, people do not like what you know what, what Snyder is doing as far as waking the DC sports fans over the coals. Um, you know, you know, uh, uh, going against uh, what's what's it called? What's it called? I'm sorry. Um, when you, when you show up early and you party before the game, what's, what's, what's that called, guys? Tailgating. Yes, 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 yes. Snyder uh, raking in, you know, pulling in money off the tailgating people. Um. What's next for the D.C. sports fan? And I'm out. Gosh, thank you for letting me on. Thank you, my awesome. GOT. Appreciate you. Need to support the team. Thanks to Black GOP for coming on. Those questions are pretty good, man. I you know I I I just I I want I want the city and the area I live in to do well. I want them to be happy. You know what I mean? But I I just, I just the disappointment is is it's painful for me. You know what I mean? No, I I see I see. It's definitely it definitely is. It definitely definitely is. Appreciate it though. Where my man Chills is at. Oh my, you hear me? Yeah, we we got you. Hello? Yeah, we uh, got hello. you. So Chills, you want to move on? We can talk talk NHL NHL playoffs. But before we do that, uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure everybody knows the results of the WWE World Heavyweight Title match. So we need don't need to talk about that because then you're gonna go into a rage and we don't need all that. We gotta keep it moving. So uh, we're gonna keep moving and talk about. The NHL playoffs, which are still going on, we're still in second round action, uh, and here's how these second round playoff matchups uh, are are so far. Uh, the East, Tampa Bay currently has a two one series lead over the Islanders. Uh, after Tampa Bay took that two one lead after defeating the Islanders yesterday, uh, Tuesday by a score of five to four in New York. Um, they will play game four on uh Thurs on this coming May the sixth, actually. Uh which is, is that a Thursday or Friday? That's Friday. I'm sorry. So they will play again on Friday in New York for game four. 
the other Eastern Conference uh, second round matchup pits the Washington Capitals against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Black GOP just brought that up. Uh, right now, the Penguins have a 2-1 series lead, uh, but they are 2-2 in the third period of Game 4 uh, tonight up there in Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh, Washington went out to a one uh, nothing series lead winning Game 1 in Washington, but then the uh, Penguins have won two straight, 2-1 two to one, and then 3-2. to two. All right, right now, trying to win three in a row to force uh, the the Caps to win three straight, uh, two or three, uh, three at home in order to move on to the conference finals. Uh, on the West, St. Louis currently has a two-one series lead over Dallas. Uh, Dallas and St. Louis will actually play Game Four tomorrow night, Thursday night, in St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis took that two-to-one lead on uh, Tuesday after a six-to-one thrashing of the of the Stars. Uh, and then the other second-round match in the West uh, Western Conference, San Jose has a uh, two-to-one series lead over Nashville after a win on Tuesday night, four-to-one in Nashville. Uh, game four will be in Nashville tomorrow night. So tomorrow night's games are going to be all Western Conference. And then Friday will be um, Friday will be the uh, one the one Eastern Conference game between uh, Tampa Bay and the Islanders. And then Saturday it will be both Western Conference uh, second round matchups. And then the East uh, Pittsburgh and Washington at Verizon Center. So uh, that's your how it stands right now in the playoffs. It looks as though. Uh, Washington needs to get it together. They want to make it to the conference finals and face either Tampa Bay or the Islanders. Well, that was nice. All right. Uh, Moving on to the NBA side of things. Uh, We got a little bit more time left. We got a little bit more time left. Uh, NBA, NBA. uh, uh, Ooh, oh, you must have it. Well, I got the matchups right here. Second round matchups in the yeah. NBA playoffs. We'll start yeah. in the West. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll start in the West. Uh, San Antonio and, and Oklahoma City both they're tied at one apiece. San Antonio took the first game, one twenty four ninety two. Uh, OKC won the second game, 98-97. They will play game three uh, Friday night in OKC. Uh, And then game four will be on Sunday night in OKC. The other second-round matchup, Golden State currently has a 2-0 series lead over Portland. Uh, They took the first two games, 118-106 in game one, 110-99 in game two. Game three will be will not take place until Sunday, until Sunday night uh, in Portland. No, Saturday night, I should say. I'm sorry. Saturday night in Portland, and then Monday in Portland for game four. Uh, so Golden State looking to try to get a, a sweep here in Portland and just have a nice little rest before the Western Conference Finals in which they can probably get Steph Curry back. Eastern Conference, Atlanta is in a 2 nothing hole to Cleveland after 
104-93 victory in game one. And then tonight, Cleveland. They got their asses whooped. Yeah, Cleveland whooped their ass. It was uh, 123-98. So they're going to switch to Atlanta for games three and four, uh, taking place Friday night and then Sunday night. So Cleveland's looking to get a sweep there. And in the other second round matchup, uh, Toronto is down one to nothing over Miami. Uh, that game was actually a, that first game was actually very exciting because it went into overtime after a half court shot was made at the buzzer to uh, force the game in the overtime. Like I, I actually saw the clip of that and I was just like, whoa! Did that really just happen? Like really? Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to see who did who who made the shot here. One second, I'm almost got it. Uh, it was Kyle Lowry of the Raptors Lowry. who made a yeah. three point running jump three pointer from half court, 39 feet, nothing like all, pretty much net to make it to to force overtime. But Miami would go on to win it in overtime. 102 to 96. They will play game two uh, Thursday night in Toronto before shifting to Miami for games three and four on Saturday night and Monday night. So those are what you're looking at NBA-wise. I know you had something to say about what happened with San Antonio OKC. About okay, uh, honestly, yeah, because their win was slightly controversial. Controversial. Um, it was 13 seconds left on the clock. OKC was inbounding. On the inbound, inbound, inbound pass, an OKC player elbowed Manu Ginobili before he threw the before he threw the ball up to uh, Kevin Durant. For those who know basketball, I know that. That's technically an offensive foul, but it didn't get called. So on the inbound play, uh, he tried to throw it to Durant, which was which pretty much got intercepted, and the Spurs actually still had a chance to get off a shot. But the difference in that game was if that offensive foul would have been called. The Spurs would have actually been able that that would have stopped the clock and gave the Spurs a chance to call off a play to execute. But honestly, it should make this series interesting considering that both teams are actually tied going into Game Three, which will be Friday night. Uh, how do you feel about the NFL draft? Were you happy with the picks? I told you I need my ketchup and, and, and my pepper for so I can eat my words because I did not think that that dude from North Dakota State was going to get picked in the top ten, and he got picked number two. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I, I pretty much knew he was one number two once Philly made that retarded ass trade. But, um, yeah, matter of fact, before we get our breakdown on, I want to bring somebody on the line. Seven eight eight nine. What are your thoughts on your team's draft? Go. 
Well, good evening, fellas. Hey, That's what good evening. Oh, my God. That's sh- Why did they even pick dude with the belly shirt? I was so disgusted with that. Plus, oh, you mean Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott? <laughs> you mean Ezekiel Elliott? Oh. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, I actually changed my mock draft after the show last week. I actually had Dallas going for Joey Bosa, but I actually switched it. Something told me that he was going to get Ezekiel Elliott. So I did. I switched it to <clears throat> Ezekiel Elliott, and God, what the hell? I switched it to Ezekiel Elliott, and there you go. They drafted Ezekiel Elliott. I was well, shocked you must that be Call it. Can you turn your phone volume down? Sorry, I'm on speaker. I apologize. Mm-hmm. But, okay. Yeah, uh, with, I mean, I was shocked that uh, San Diego Chargers took Joey Bosa. I mean, that caught me off guard. I mean, I didn't think they would actually focus right. on the defense. But, I mean, even still, I mean, I knew, I knew Dallas was getting the too. Thank mm-hmm. you, Cowboys. Thank you. Your dress, it made me smile. Yeah, and we have someone that we can't play. Yeah, and we don't have someone that can't play until 2017, which is another blower. It's okay. No, it is not. (laughs) Good evening, fellas. Chills. Sam, how are you all? We're great. Well, I mean, what's your overall thoughts on every, I mean, on your team's overall draft? Like, I mean, I, I mean, beyond like, Ezekiel Elliott, beyond uh, Jalen Smith. I, was, I mean, are I there any pieces in the draft that actually said, okay, maybe we did something right? I have a feeling that Ezekiel will actually make an impact on the team. Maybe. But, hey, I'm not going to know anything until the um, season comes along. But he's already making a little controversy of his own besides the damn belly shirt when that girl was on, when that girl got him on Snapchat. Did y'all hey. see that? Hey. Yeah, I did. I don't want to <laughs> talk about that. Um, This is a family show. No, I'm just, I was just, bring, I wasn't even going to go any further. No. Bruh, this show is rated PG. Okay. I can't believe I can't believe that dude already got caught up by some cop by some thought, and he ain't even <laughs> played a down in the NFL yet. I'm like, bruh. I can't. I had to put my phone down first and walk away. All, first of all, first of all, okay. <laughs> this is why the, this this is how Bama's get caught up because I mean you're in the age of social media, so. Whatever you're going to do, there can be no phones around. No. Not at all. You got a problem with that, you can bounce. But, no. I don't want my stuff stuff on Facebook or Twitter or uh, Instagram or Snapchat or Tumblr or, hell, I don't even want my stuff on Vine. No, what homie should have did was, after he did his business, he should have put her in an Uber and sent her the hell away or left himself to fall asleep. Okay, all right, I'm sorry. Exactly. 
Come on now, you you don't you don't you don't fall asleep in the bed with a random. Come on now. Are you serious? Me? But uh, you should have put you should have put that Uber or something. Okay. Let's 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 keep this moving. Let's keep this moving. Yeah. Okay. So, champ, what what are your thoughts on the Redskins overall draft? I like it. Um, they they went out and they got a, a hell of a receiver. I actually watched his highlight his highlight reel on on YouTube right after he mm-hmm. was drafted, and the kid is a freaking monster. He is a freaking monster. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Coach Coach Gruden seems to fa- say favor him as being almost like another AJ Green. Uh, he has very yeah. solid hands. He's tall. Uh, I think one of the weaknesses they said that some of the experts says, you know, him being able to get off of the line or bump and run coverage, but he will make a great goal line target because of his height and the fact that he has such solid hands. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 a great it's a great fit. And then on top of that, they went and they got uh, they they went and they got some more pieces to fill their needs on defense. Uh, they even went and got another quarterback because, you know, with RG3 gone to Cleveland, you know, they only have maybe two quarterbacks on the roster, uh, Colt and, and and Cousins, Kirk Cousins and Colt McCoy. So, you know, you need that that third quarterback probably going to end up on the, on the practice squad anyway, but it's always good to have that third quarterback on the roster. Um, but all in all, it was a pretty good draft. A lot of experts rate, uh, gave grades for the Redskins draft between uh, A and a B, uh, including one expert gave them an A minus for their draft, which is the, one of the best grades out of the entire division. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's obvious that you know Scott McLuhan, Scott McLuhan is definitely uh, showing his his weight in gold. In terms of how he's, you know, doing this. All right, here, here are my thoughts. I loved it. Every single pick. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. First round. Y'all had a nice try. First round. In the back of my mind, I, I knew we, I knew we was going to get an inside defensive lineman, a nose tackle, out of the first, out of in the first round. Then I saw all these big name defense uh defensive tackles slash nose tackles still on the board going into the second round. I'm like, hold up, something ain't right. Matter of fact, not even the twentieth when he got down to the twentieth pick of the uh, first round, I'm saying all these big name nose tackles and defensive tackles still on the board trying to figure out what's going on. So something told me that okay, we just traded down one pick. We might, we might not be getting that nose tackle in the first round. It, it's funny. It's funny because earlier that night, I told my, I told one of my coworkers that Pierre Gasson is gone. He's going to be gone within the next year or two. I mean, he's already on a contract year. So fast forward, I kind of started changing my mind on the draft pick. Then we selected Josh Dotson. It all opened up. For me saying that Pierre will be gone 
to the fact that all these defensive tackles and those tackles were still on the board to the fact that we pretty much went receiver who's the 6-2-202 receiver with a 41-inch 40 vertical. So I was like, oh, I mean, I was caught off guard with that pick, but I loved it. It was a great pick. It was something that we needed because we don't have a red zone threat outside of Jordan Reed. I mean, that one skin receiver is over six feet tall. Then, I mean, the next pick was uh, Sewell Craven. Great pick. He was a beast at Southern Cal. He was a great Trojan. I mean, safety slash linebacker. He can tackle in the open field. He can still play coverage. I mean, he doesn't have the best vertical, and he does get deep, deep in coverage. But he's a good. He, he was a good pickup, especially for him to be on the board in the second round. Third round, I was kind of surprised with Corey. Fuller. I mean, uh, Kendall Fuller. Fuller. I was surprised, but not disappointed because I mean, he was great in Virginia Tech. So I'm thinking, okay, fourth round is going to be the pick where we get our nose tackle. This is going to be the pick where we take Andrew Billings off the board. Then I stopped to think, hold up. If Andrew Billings is still on the board in the fourth round, what the fuck is wrong with him? <laughs> now I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to get, we're going to get our nose tackle in a later round. <laughs> but overall, I'm happy. Not, not one complaint. Yo. You, I think you guys outdid us for the draft this oh, year, yeah, did. and y'all did, did. fantastic picks. I mean, I, I, actually, middle, I knew middle linebacker nice, running back nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we got some nice pieces. Y'all got some very nice picks this year, and made the best team win. Because you know how strong the rivalry is between my team and both you and Sham. Mm-hmm. I got oh, a bur- I have a burgundy and gold jersey ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll swallow my pride and probably wear it. How about that? Oh, I'm shoot, swallow your pride. I'm trying to convert you over. Cause you're gonna get tired. Of, you're gonna get. You're gonna get tired of them. Them down the south are disappointing. Never that. Never that. Yes, you are. I mean, huh? My grandfather would be proud because he was a Redskins fan. If I ever did convert, he hated the fact that I was a Cowboys fan. He hated it. But granddad proud. Make him make him smile. I'll think about it. But you know, Mama's doing it. I like to see. I like to see what Ezekiel's gonna do once the um season starts. But honestly, somebody, somebody just get Jerry Jones and put him in a damn home already, please. Better hope I mean, that's not gonna happen. You better hope Ezekiel Jackson can bass block so that y'all Asian quarterback don't get broken and hit in the dust or something like that. Oh my God! Yes. Okay. Hey, we need another. Yeah, hey, 
Y'all guys remember? Hey, y'all remember that uh, old cartoon from like the mid '90s called the uh, Mutant League? I'm sorry. Y'all remember that cartoon from the uh, mid '90s called the Mutant League? Yes. Yeah, how they earth when they especially when they play like every sport they play is like people will ask, the mutants will actually get either break bones or get killed on it. That's yeah. what, that's what Tony that that's that's what Tony Romo reminds me of every time he gets touched. Every time he steps back the drop and his best offensive line in the league lets him get banged up. This is going to be a very interesting season. I don't know who. Oh, yes. I'm ready for it. Mm hmm. Better have some humble pie on standby. It's funny because I'm going to be I'm going to be at that game with with, with wifey and. so if, if if my team wins, it might be it might be one of them awkward car rides home. <laughs> Cause she might be the a Cowboys fan, so I'm like, ooh, if we win, I'll be like, I, I can I'll probably feel the cold stare on me as we're dropping back down for that. Mm. Oh, Especially if Romo gets turned into dust after he gets hit by uh, by Ryan Kerrigan. Okay, all right. Is, is oh, it my gosh. Is the show almost over? I'm trying to start going in. Okay, all right. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, you have two minutes and 39 seconds to go in. Go. No, no, no. I'm going to just uh, talk briefly. Uh, I saw the story you posted in our group, PSOTS Presents the Skybox. Uh, about Hall of Famer uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan, who uh, is hospitalized after have at the fall uh, this morning, uh, according to a tweet from Mean Gene. Uh, he'll be in the hospital for a few days. Uh, there's been no word on what exactly his injuries are, but it's obvious that if he's going, if, if they're giving him a couple of days to be in the hospital, then it's not that serious. But he is up there at age, and he has gone through uh, battles with uh, tongue cancer, throat cancer, and jaw infections since his initial diagnosis in 2002, and he is 71 years of age. So uh, I'm hoping that the uh, Bobby the Brain will be okay, and, uh, you know, Godspeed to him. Prayers to him. Mm-hmm. And one one other thing uh, for any of my wrestling fans out there that are listening, uh, especially those that are listening in the uh, in the Baltimore area, uh, the BEWA is hosting its WrestleMania style show this coming Saturday. Uh, Legacy Eight uh, show starts around twelve, and it will be a six-hour show. Uh, a lot of really fun, a lot of good matches. Uh, should be fun. I will be a part of it, of course, and uh, if you want to get details on where the show will be taking place and everything like that, uh, just hit me up. Uh, Just hit me up with an email uh, at dcspeopleschamp at gmail.com. Again, dcspeopleschamp at gmail.com, and I can give you the address. I can't give it out to you publicly, 
but I can definitely give it to you uh, in a private email, and you can, you know, come out and see what see some really fun wrestling. You never know. Maybe I might wrestle Snap. I won't. <laughs> I am. Uh, I am three and zero. I am three and zero though. I am three and zero. That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? I am three and zero. Shoot. Uh oh. Do we start a Goldberg channel now? Do we start a Goldberg channel now? I said, do we start a Goldberg channel now? Nah. <laughs> nah. Okay. Well, hey guys, it's been real. It's been fun. Um, you can catch. Uh, DC Super Champ tomorrow night on Mike Check. That show starts at 10 p.m. Uh, yep. We also have his and hers on Friday night. We and we have the refresh on Sunday. We'll be back next Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern time. We're holler. Thanks for listening to the Skybox. Peace out, y'all. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.